Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world. That ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Oh my gosh. I'm looking into your eyeballs. I'm seeing into your soul. For realsies. Really, really. Caitlin even wore socks in my house today. I, I put some socks on <laughs> for your house. Yeah. And also they got books on them yes. for, the, for the pood. Well, that was my first thought because I just thought that everybody wore house socks. But no. Turns out it's just me and my weird foot thing. Yeah, it's all good. I'll put some socks on in your house. I appreciate it. Makes you. it easier to do a uh, slide. Yeah. What's that movie? um you know risky business Ris- makes it easier to do a risky business yes she did run in here with just a button-up white shirt exclusively exclusively and her book socks yes and that's it no yeah. underpants well nope okay <laughs> <laughs> kidding how are you oh i am good how are you i am also that no oh, good mm-hmm. what you been listening to or reading or you're watching. gonna be so proud of me what you finished a book i finished a book in a week it was a super short book but still what book playlist for the dead which was interesting Ooh. i like the format though the book was like meh the writing was meh but it was a good concept oh. a, one of somebody's best friend like died by suicide oh no. and then they left them a playlist oh no. which is heartbreaking oh did you recognize the songs on it oh yeah yeah 100 um, percent. yeah so how many pages i think it was under 200 pages you're getting these little shorties and sometimes, they're working for you sometimes you just need a little shorty so it makes I, you feel accomplished yeah because you're still reading a fucking book exactly i read it sick yeah anyway so i read that and now i'm reading the humans by matt haig oh am i gonna like it yeah probably i haven't okay. read it oh okay i haven't read it but his writing's so good it's good but i'm confused still but i've just started it so i think what's the concept i think if i understand correctly somebody has used the main character's body as a host for something ew yes yeah, so like he's technically dead mm. but there's something that is using his body interesting which i'm not always on board with a sci-fi yes so i don't know how it's going to change but there's a dog on the front cover so i don't know what's going on i like matt Haig. he wrote um, the midnight library the midnight which was library, good which was a great book yeah and then i read his other book the comfort book which was just like a cute little mm-hmm. little beep beep that's cute yeah so okay. hopefully it's good okay i hope so too but literally i've just started it. i don't even think i'm 100 pages in nice so. yeah nice what about you um i don't know i think i already finished one of us was dead last week i started reading yellow face because i wanted oh, to read yes, it oh yes yes and it's good although i'm like how is this gonna climax like i'm very confused interesting so, interesting because i'm like just in the beginning and so much has happened but i'm like where is this gonna go Mm. you know interesting it's controversial right now is it i feel like i've heard people like talking about it while the book itself is controversial like the topic is yes because it's a essentially a white woman who has stolen an asian woman's book that is talking about like um asian culture and stuff in the war oh so that's yeah that's kind of the premise of the book i understand yes, I yes. Understand. and how that unfolds so mm-hmm. and i don't think it's gonna go good for her <laughs> well i would hope not yeah i would hope not because <laughs> you know she did steal the book but it is what it is 
true. But I'll, I'll, I'll report back. I'm liking it so far. Like, yeah. it kind of gives me, um, remember um, Yoke and Emergency Contact? Yes. Mm-hmm. And she wrote that one other book too, didn't she? Or was Yoke the one I'm thinking of? I think that was her next book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of giving me, like, vibes like that. But um, more... It's talking about the publishing industry, which I'm finding very interesting. That is interesting. Because I don't know anything about it. So it's cool to see, like, how that plays out. Yeah, That's pretty cool. I'm enjoying it. Well, I don't even think we've got a new babe this week. Dang! But should we just then talk about this book so we can get our paddle on? No. Oh, shoot. Because we should announce what we're reading for August! Yes! Yeah, 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 yeah. Drum roll, please. Bring! Bring, bring. Bring, bring. Wait, no. We're going to read The Shadow Sister. I think it's actually just called Shadow Sister. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. By Lily Mead. Ooh. And this one came as a reco. From one of our faves. Who? Angeline Booley. Oh, yeah. She even has a little excerpt. Excerpt, blurb blurb, blurb on the back on the back yep 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 and i read like the first three pages mm-hmm. this morning and i'm like this is gonna be good Ooh, baby although it has a um fantasy aspect to it i was assuming by the front cover oh i, I did not i judged by the cover i like the cover it's beautiful it's pretty yeah. it do be beautiful yeah so i guess i guess uh check the gram for info and deeds info etc 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 cool okay now we can talk about let's this fucking book omg oh it's so fucking good as a podcast network our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you but we also sell merch and organizing that was made both possible and easy with shopify Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. So wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Okay. Do you so go first? I go first. It's crazy. OMG. One thing I do want to say is that... um this book nobody everybody's a reader header oh god except for us (laughs) no one can stop putting no one can put it down i i almost was a reader header because i'm like i just want to know like i finished this last saturday yeah yeah Yeah, you did so i've been waiting yes (gasps) she's been on edge she's been left on a cliffhanger for like a week i know and i know what she's doing this afternoon um (laughs) reading this book after we paddle okay so this week, week three, where we we weeding, <laughs> we weeding, we're reading uh, chapters thirty six to fifty nine of *The Quiet Tenant* by Clem. I can't even Clements. I don't think we've even said her name. That's why I was gonna say it, but then I didn't look up how to say. Oh her name. no, I don't. I'm not even sure what her name is. Let me look. Clem right Clements. Uh, <laughs> Cause it got an accent. Yeah, it's got an accent. So that's an A, right? Clement, Clements, Michelin, Michelin. Yeah, 
Clemence Michelin. Sorry, Clemence. Sorry. I should look should have looked up how to say that. I'm doing it right. I know it. Okay. I'm probably not <laughs> doing it right. Oh, oh, oh. Um. I got to tell you something funny. Yes. Um before we did d- dive in, but uh we had someone commenting on the Thursday Murder Club and uh I should see if I can find her name. But she said, I love this book. I'm reading all of the others. Um, that's annoying. Sorry, I'm trying to click. Her name is Deborah. Um, and she's like, I love this book. I'm reading all of the others. But I always thought that it was pronounced Ibrahim, not Ibrahim. Oh. And I was like, we can't be that wrong about that. Mm-hmm. Turns out we, oh, we were wrong. We wrong. <laughs> I thought it was Ibrahim. Yes, but it is... Um, Middle Eastern. I understand. and So it's pronounced Ibrahim. I understand. But like remember like at school because there's Ibrahim in the Bible and they literally say Ibrahim. But I wonder if it's supposed to be Ibrahim. It's probably supposed to be Ibrahim because it's in the Middle East. (laughs) It ruined our lives. The fucking Bible took place. You know, that's Okay, so we're going to blame the Bible. We're going to bring our Catholic upbringing. Yes, and blame that. (laughs) Sorry, Ibrahim. Sorry, Ibrahim. We'll do better next time. (laughs) Well, we're probably not going to read another Thursday Murder Book Club for the pod. True. But I'll do it better in my head. In your head, yeah. <laughs> coo, coo, coo. Okay, okay, okay. Let's start. So, chapter 36, and like Caitlin had guessed last week, we do get a Cecilia chapter. <laughs> oh, I didn't guess. I, I knew. Well, well she, I guessed, and then I knew. That she guessed, and then it was confirmed. Yes. So, her dad, sounds like her dad taught her how to read and would like give her like quizzes after, at the end of every day, which seems awful. I hate that for mm-hmm. her. Um, then they would have this little thing about like what groups of animals were called like a murder of crows and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, Does she say at what age? You probably didn't write it down. Cause I did not because it, it was probably you, seemed. You know. yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm yes. assuming learning to read age like. So if she's 13 now like, and five years ago would have been. Oh, yeah. She eight. Yeah. She would have known how to read like probably like 10 years ago is this is what's taking place i just was wondering what the timeline i see i see i see um she says of course they fight um but she knows that he loves her unconditionally and she'll always know that Mm -hmm. she says if she ever gets famous she'll tell the world that her father loved her oh interesting well she might just in a different way true we don't know yet. i don't know what's going on there yet that oh was, good it was just a little shorty just yeah. a little baby all right oh man this sucked yes <laughs> all right so chapter 37 this is the woman in danger so remember before the cecilia chapter she screamed yes and he knows that something went down so she is ba- being taken to the woods, and she knows she's a chore to be checked off or a problem to solve. It sucks so much. She's injured, obviously, at this point. He puts her in the truck. She tries to open her eyes and see the trees, but she cannot see anything. She realizes if this is it, if this is the end, he will be the last one to see her, to hear her. She starts thinking of all the things she could get off her chest. But it's kind of like mm. a moot a moot point because mm-hmm. he's the fucking worst. Ugh. She's thinking about her mother and her father and her brother, her first love, how she has been taken advantage of before. Quote, I knew what it was like when someone you don't know, someone you have never met, decides a part of you will forever belong to them. End quote. Mm. He thought he would surprise her and be the first bad thing that ever happened to her. But he was wrong. Mm-hmm. Then we find out she was born in 1991. So she's just two years younger than us. He gets to his destination and he lets Rachel out. She falls and hits her head and is in so much pain. But she knows that it's time to go. He pulls out the gun and says something to her she doesn't hear. Then he drops the gun and he, I don't fucking understand this, but he runs his fingers along her scalp where her skull has split open. 
and then she passed out from the immense pain uh, so like he's enjoying it. oh like he's like putting salt in the wound kind yeah of thing. like he's like you know what would mess with her even more instead of me holding this gun to her head if i just like fingered her skull crack. Uh, no <laughs> no no fingering skull wounds your brain's in there yeah he's just like i'll oh, just the I'll just give her a little fingering yeah. lobotomy. Yep. Oh, Here you no. go. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, me too. I didn't like that. No, Ugh. I didn't like that. But something, of course, had to happen, right? Of course. Okay. So we're with the woman, but a long time ago. She's decided to take a psychology class where the professor is like an expert in PTSD. Mm um one night julie takes you out to like a club and she starts feeling strange while she's dancing but like somehow at peace at the same time but then she starts to panic when she realizes she hasn't kept her drink covered Mm. though with her the whole time Mm. she knows that she has likely been roofied Mm -hmm um she waves down a cab which she is surprised that she can still do and she is like semi-conscious in the back of the cab and pleads for the cab driver to let her call home slash julie um she is able to call julie but then passes out and wakes up in an er she like described it as like a tv hospital like um drama kind of thing like that was what it felt like um she knows she's been drugged she's clearly like struggling in the hospital um but they discharge her with a um diagnosis of alcohol poisoning so she feels like no one has believed her it sucks yeah um she kind of is just like seems like she's kind of just floating through life almost Mm -hmm. and like the day after she's still fucked up because drugs Mm -hmm. um and she she doesn't know it yet at this point in her life but the pieces of her that were broken will never be whole again and though this wasn't this won't be the biggest tragedy that she'll experience in her life um and that what happened at the club has changed you and the only part left of you is the part that knows how to survive and he won't know that Mm -hmm. when he takes her Mm -hmm. so she was already broken yes that would cause like a lack of trust for her for doing anything of course yes like that makes sense yeah because that would feel very violating of course yes yes yeah all right the woman in the house she wakes up surrounded by boxes she realizes that she must be in the basement Everything hurts, but she's alive. Creepy. Okay. We still with the woman in the house. She does not know how many days has passed. Oh, my God. And she's just feeling tired of carrying herself. um, So she feels like this is the most honest that either of them have been with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, He obviously is enjoying caring for her. And he must have seen something that he still wanted from her while he was in the woods. And she assumes that it was the pain and um, the want of, like, putting her back together again, essentially. Oh, I hate it. Um, She, we... She summarizes that by saying, like, rule five of staying alive outside of the shed is that he must need you as much as you need him. Yes. Oh, no. She's clearly, like, ill with, like, infection, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fever, throwing up, etc. She feels like giving up. um, And so she feels brave enough to ask about his wife and he tells her that it's cancer or that she died of cancer Mm -hmm. um and she thinks like really like she doesn't believe it either Mm -hmm. which was our first thought as Mm -hmm. well um but she knows that he's telling the truth because they've never been so close right and like he's got nothing to lose at mm -hmm. this point true true and she doesn't either like she could die yes 
But also there's a comment from one of the later victims through, I think I made a note, but Mm. anyways, um, she's essentially stopped being afraid at this point. Um, So she tells him that he did the handcuffs wrong the one day and that she could have left, but she didn't. And this fucked me up. And he says that he knows. I don't know. I my oh. initial reaction is that he's just fucking with, with her. her. Yeah, being like, no, I know, right? Like, even though I it was it a fuck purpose. up, yeah, but he's test. like, yeah. yeah, flipping the script yes. and being like, don't act, don't act suspicious. Yes. Don't no, act I know, suspicious. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Who knows with him? Right? I know. I know. Right? I know. Um. So then she finds out that his wife died five years ago and then you know that this is when he found you and that he was going to kill you but he didn't oh his wife died five years ago mm-hmm. oh. he's like she's like a little replacement or something of some sort Ew. but like his wife thought so highly of him yeah i don't know what the dealio is but I don't like it. Okay. This is the woman without a number. She tries to find the person who roofied her. Suddenly, every single person is a suspect and she does not trust anyone. She stops sleeping and she starts checking her locks multiple times. So clearly this is becoming like obsessive. Mm -hmm. Um, She starts listening to endless true crime podcasts she gets super depressed and stops doing much of anything. She decides she needs a break. I hated this so fucking much. So she rents a cabin in the woods, which sounds lovely. Mm-hmm. And that is something I would do. And you yes. would do. Yes. I would love to do that. I would love to do that with a little break. <laughs> Quote, leaving the city is like a massage for your brain. Love that. And Although, that's what he did. Oh, no. <laughs> it's true. Um, although, like, Freudian slip here, it's a typo, and I accidentally wrote massacre instead of massage. So, well, well. Um, So she's exploring the area where this cabin is. She's found a little clearing that she likes to walk to. One day, she's walking home along a back road, and a truck comes up behind her, wanting her to stop. Don't do it. See, I hate this because these roads are like around here. Yes. Like it was very yes. much an around here kind of vibe. Although it's probably like outside of New York, like a couple hours. Oh, well, still mm-hmm. it's pretty close. Mm-hmm. All right. So this truck comes up behind her. She decides that maybe she can trust the man behind the wheel. He gets out and then pulls out a casual gun, asks her for her phone or wallet. She complies. No, no, no. no. Asks if she has any weapons on her and that he's going to search her. And if she lies, he'll be mad. This is her first test and she passes. He smashes her phone in front of her, which I'd be like, I have to bring that back. That's my plan. What the hell? That's my bring it back plan. Yeah. (laughs) That's going to cost me $400. (laughs) It's going to cost me so much money. Anyway, smashes her phone in front of her and tells her to get into the truck. She decides, she tries to decide, run, scream, or comply. She complies. Oh. Never get in the truck. No. But, like, I guess but... where was she supposed, she's supposed to go? Mm. He had a gun. She yeah. could have run into the bushes, but, like. When she's in, when it's just survival mode. Hmm. I don't know, though. She probably could have outran him, even though he had the gun. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. When she got got into the truck, she saw a shovel, rope, handcuffs, and a roll of trash bags. I wrote, cool, cool, cool. That made me thought, think, that made me thought, that made me think about, like, obviously, we've learned about some of his victims, like, um, perspectives. Mm -hmm. Where are they? Shovel. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm like. Rope. Garbage bag. Yes. I'm like, (laughs) nobody's found them? I know. I know. I know. It's almost like he studies them or something. But it also sounds like the other ones may have been sex workers. Yeah, I think the first few might have yeah. been. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, okay, anyway, she tries to talk with him, but he doesn't respond. 
she keeps talking and he tells her to shut up they keep driving and when she sees a bunch of blackbirds together she says it's called a murder he slams on the brakes and asks what did you say she tells him again and explains and in that moment he does a u-turn and makes her put a blindfold over her face I don't know which is worse. When they get there, he tells her the rules and she sees his house, his garden, and the shed. This is his shed and she finds out later that he had been preparing it in case he came across someone he'd like to keep, like Rachel. He's soundproofed it. He's put in rubber flooring. It's incomplete though, she realizes. He took her on a whim. He ties her up and leaves. She tries to get out, but cannot, obviously. She hopes that people will be looking for her and that this is temporary. But she wonders if they will soon start telling a different story. That perhaps she died by suicide and her people will let her fade away. It's like the ideal scenario for him to take her. Yeah. Because she's obviously depressed. She went away for a break. Yes. Yes. And she's been like struggling. Yeah. So you would you would think, oh, Oh, maybe she doesn't want to be found. No. Yikes. Ah, it's like the perfect storm. I know. But that's what I mean. Like, had he been. But how would he know? Exactly. Oh, it all just lined up, I guess. So I guess the murder comment, he kept her because he had that was like his Cecilia, Cecilia right? it like probably reminded him that she's a daughter of somebody mm-hmm. like she's a or he was just like this one's smart i can keep her oh okay. and maybe one day she can look after my daughter maybe he planned it no because oh. she was it was hashtag shed life true it was hashtag shed life <laughs> and it probably would have been hashtag shed life for forever the rest, forever yeah yeah okay we're back with the women woman in the house um, she's getting better and his interest wanes, but one night suddenly it's time for her to join them at dinner and Cecilia's there. So she's wondering what he told her to cover up for her while she's been ill. Right. Cause she's just been living that basement life. Yes. That basement Hasht- hashtag basement life. <laughs> um, she realizes that she could have left and it's because of her that she stayed so now you hate cecilia Mm. and you pretty much and like quote unquote rachel pretty much shows that to her until cecilia leaves the table Mm -hmm. that she is not impressed Mm -hmm. but subtle but subtle like yeah Yeah. she didn't like pass her the salt or anything like that but she's wondering like she's like it's like coming off of me like a fume. How is yes. nobody noticing this? Yes, yes. yes. Um, she's wondering what her family do be doing. <laughs> Sorry. They do be. They do be. She's wondering if she, they have moved on. She's sure she they have, um, but probably think of her once in a while. They probably think that she's dead. And even if she were to like survive or whatever... They, I don't think, or and I would probably have to agree with her that they wouldn't be able to like even believe or fathom all right. the things that have happened to her. Yes, um, they'd have like no clue. And then this makes her think again of Cecilia and what her dad does to her, what mm-hmm. she thinks her dad does to her. Um, and that means that she's now not. It's not no longer friends off with Cecilia, and she will not be leaving without her. The next night, there's an envelope on the table, and she sees his name before he, like, takes it and puts it away. And, Sloppy. hmm And she knows now that his name is Aiden Thomas. And then I'm wondering if this is another setup, though. Like, is he making mistakes, or is this, like... Do oh, that's believe- a mistake. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Okay, okay, okay. Because if she gets out, she knows his name now. True, true. Like, that's essential yeah. to, to get out yeah. and be like, and they could be like, who took you? And yes. she can say, Aiden, instead yeah. of saying like, oh, I don't even oh, know the house. guy, so that, yeah. whatever, down that road somewhere. Yeah, he's got yeah. a daughter. Like, yeah. she can say his name. She can true. say his name now. True. That was a mistake. Yes. Um. So now she knows that there's a reality, like you're saying. Mm. Um. 
And then we leave off that chapter with one day Aiden Thomas will exist without you again. Hopefully she gets out. I swear to fucking God, if she doesn't get out, I'm going to be livid. I'm going to throw this, gar- this book. But it's gotten so many five star reviews yes. that I think it. She oh, has to there's going to be. I, th- I hope so. Oh. I actually wrote down a quote from your chapter. Oh, yeah. Because reading that chapter, also, I was super stoned, so stay with me here. But I thought that I finally understood the use of second person in Rachel's chapter. Um, because it feels like some sort of like disassociative technique, right? Mm. Um, and it was this quote that stood out to me, your tender, stupid heart that after all this, after all five years of this, saw a girl and told you we are not leaving without her. Mm. That to me felt like it was that like disassociative, like that's how she's sort of been able to survive. Yeah. And that makes complete sense. That's really... Yes. That makes a lot of sense. Yes. And I want to bring it up because I stone texted you this, but it wasn't until we were like 50% of the way through the book that I, maybe this is like common knowledge, but I had thought that the quiet tenant was Aiden, but the quiet tenant is Rachel. Yes. Because she's just this yes, quiet, quiet. T- which makes me think that Cecilia has a bigger role in this book mm-hmm. because Cecilia would see Rachel as the quiet tenant. Yes. Not Aiden. No. Right? Mm. And so would um, Emily. Emily, yes. She would be the quiet tenant. So mm. I think, I really think that these girls are gonna... <laughs> right? Creepy, creepy. I know. Okay. So now we got an Emily chapter. The day after they heard the scream, Emily had texted Aiden, hope everything's all right, smiley face. It's been almost a week and she hasn't heard from him or seen him at all. But she has the necklace he gave her. She has proof that they existed. He doesn't... Sh- I know. I know. I know. <laughs> that that was a twist. That, that fucked expecting. me up, fam. He doesn't show up again the next week, and she still hasn't heard from him. She's obviously sad. She realizes that she could text him again, but nothing she comes up with seems right. She goes to the Harry Spider on Friday, quote, for the team, her mm. work team, because she doesn't want to go. And when she leaves the bar, I don't know what this means, but when she leaves the bar, she thinks she sees Aiden's truck. But when she backs out of her parking spot, it's not there anymore. Quote, like he was waiting to see me and drove away as soon as he did. End quote. Is she making that up in her head? Like, or is he stalking Or her? is he stalking her now? which is weird but then also if he was stalking her he would maybe know what's going on in his house later yeah i'm i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know aiden's fucked oh yeah he's fucked up (laughs) okay we're with the woman in the house they're eating dinner and there is a awful sound outside and Aiden offers that it sounds like a hurt animal. Oh, God. Yeah, this trigger is, warning. This is bad. This is really sad, and I'm not going to go into detail. I had to tell Ashley about this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because she said, because we were talking about books and stuff, and she's like, you know I would tell you if there was a, a dog, and I was like, okay, well, then I need to warn you about the quiet tenant. Yes, <laughs> yes. Careful. This is sad, and I'm not, yeah, like I said, I'm not going to go into detail. Ce- Cecilia goes to look for said hurt animal despite Aiden telling her not to and we find out that it is a very hurt puppy which is sad Mm. Rachel then realizes that quote unquote Rachel realizes that she used to love dogs and that she still does Cecilia pleads for Aiden to help save it but he is not tolerating this Um, Rachel seems brave enough to step up and maybe offer an olive branch to Cecilia and says that the dog's still breathing. She's still breathing. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'm surprised that you can't help considering haven't you learned what to do in these situations? Oh, she's manipulating Mm -hmm. him. And Cecilia obviously agrees. She hopes, she hopes that he plays into the hero dad that he needs to be like i need cecilia to need me kind of mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so he he does play into that and he saves the dog and 
as he is cleaning up, Cecilia squeezes Rachel's hand in a thank you, and Rachel returns the squeeze. A united front. (laughs) They need to be each other's. Yes, allies. Yes. I'm like, do you think that Cecilia knows? But like, I need to know, like, what did he tell her? About why Rachel was gone? Gone all of a sudden. Yeah. And like, can't she hear things from upstairs? I know. It's weird. That's bizarre. It's really Because she doesn't even comment about what happens later. I don't know what happens. About Emily. Oh, yeah. And at least not yet. Yes. 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 Okay. The woman on the move. Midday on a Monday, he uncuffs Rachel and tells her that she's going with him. He puts her in the truck. She asks if she can look, and he says, you can do what you want. And I wrote LMAO, okay, and I think that she says something like, if that's not the, mo- like, the most that's, fucked up yeah, thing. Yeah, like, fuck you. Yeah, like, okay, I can do what I want. <laughs> okay, bye. Thank you, yeah. See ya. Um, may I leave? Yeah. Like, can I have my phone back? <laughs> also, um, have you been, like, keeping my messages or anything? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you checking my emails at least? <laughs> <laughs> deleting the junk at least that would be me please i don't want five years worth oh of junk oh my email. god i hope you've been deleting the spam <laughs> yeah. I, I, i'm gonna have thousands of emails oh, to go through when i get back so many notifications <laughs> uh, what are you are you a notification gal no zero oh, zero your email zero. zero i'm the exact same fuck zero fuck not zero when like badges on your phone fi- oh. anxiety they gotta go yeah like i update my phone just to get rid of the yeah. notification they've got to go not because i want to just no. because i'm like mm, i don't no. like that red notification no, don't like that there all right we're the same so he's driving and they end up down the main street and she is shocked it's like all a lot for her to take in because she's not hidden and she's with this guy he parks and asks her asks her what she thinks she's like it's lovely. And then a man approaches and Aiden rolls down the passenger seat window and says, hello, judge. Fuck. I've done this before, too. Like, not in this extent, obviously, because she's in, like, a really traumatic situation. But she's willing the judge to look at her and mm. recognize her. Like, have you ever done that where you're, like, recognize. like you want to grab Justin's attention or something? And you're, like, mm, look at me right yeah. now. Mm, understand what I'm saying? Look at this person behind me. Look at her. Yeah. Um, and when he does look at her, he doesn't know who she is. Mm. She knows she's changed a lot, so she's not surprised, mm. really. Aiden tells the judge that it's his cousin who came to visit over the holidays. Fuck. She realizes that she must be unrecognizable. Like I said, she's not the same. She says this to herself because he asks her what her name is, the judge, and she says quote you can't even say your fucking name not even in your fucking head it's like he's manipulated her so much but she's aware of it it's this really weird dichotomy yes and now the more that we talk about it the disassociation makes so much sense yeah Yeah. like it's how she's survived Yeah. yeah um judge asks where she's from and Aiden interjects and says, I don't want to say this, Rayford, Florida. And she knows that this came too quickly to him. So she figures this might be where he is actually from. She's gathering that intel. Mm-hmm. They drive out of town and she realizes that he waited for the judge. He wanted her to know that no one will recognize her and that no one would believe her. Fucking this guy i know fuck i know fuck i know all right we're back with emily she tells herself that she's not gonna stay long just swing by oh my god she's creepy (laughs) Mm -hmm. the truck is there so then she like kind of hides her car and watches this soothes her but it's christmas time and there's no like every other house of is decorated but his is not but then she's like of course duh i'm so dumb first christmas without a a wife all this oh poor poor guy oh poor guy oh shucks (laughs) oh shucks poor guy my heart breaks for this amazing man. man oh man and then she wonders maybe he doesn't know what he needs oh 
and he doesn't know how to ask for help. Oh. <laughs> Maybe he's just waiting for someone to knock on his door until he opens it. Knock, 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 forever until he opens. No. No. Emily, don't be like that. No. You just gotta move on. But she's doing it. She's gonna do it. The girl in the house. He comes in the night again, but this time, after everything's finished, he tells her that he needs her to do something. She says, tell me. He essentially asks her to keep an eye on Cecilia during winter break while he's away at work. He tells her not to go near the door for the dog and that she needs to wear a GPS tracker. One that he's modified so she cannot take it off. Fuck. Which he then seals onto her wrist with a fucking butane torch. Fuck. Fuck. This guy. Right? Fucking twisted. She lies awake at night, handcuffed to the bed, wondering what could Cecilia have done to not want her out of anyone's sights for even a few hours. Mm-hmm. Well, shit. We gonna find out because we got a Cecilia chapter. Tell me. It's not even that bad. I know. I know. Some of these, I'm like, this isn't even that bad. Why? But I you... guess if you were... If you're very controlling, then... And, like, potentially you think that they're a loose cannon because you're doing something disgusting to them. Mm, maybe you shouldn't be doing disgusting things to people. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> uh, Probably give you a whole lot less stress. True. This is true. If you just weren't like a fucking psychopath, <laughs> you'd probably have a better life. Yeah, just yeah, saying. Yeah, it might be more chill. Yeah, true, sure. true. <laughs> you would have to be so on edge all the time. <laughs> yeah, geez, man. Like, fuck, go to therapy. <laughs> okay. Um, Cecilia knows that her dad has asked rachel to keep tabs on her he's such a worrier he's even been wearing his gun inside the house now that mom's here now that mom isn't here to tame his paranoia which i'm like excuse me does he have like some things that his wife was helping him cover up oh no i'm just guessing she didn't want him to wear the gun in the house well why'd she say paranoia then like from being in the marines i guess maybe i guess okay okay maybe i'm reading into things i don't know i don't know okay that would be fucked yes that would be okay okay um she was forced to go back to school only three days after her mother died Ugh. We find out that she hates her new school and she was transferred after her old math teacher asked her dad a bunch of questions about her home life. Uh-oh. Eek. Um, Red bike. Mm-hmm. So, of course, she hates it there and it's only been three days since her mom died and she wants to go home, but her dad is there and she just wants to be alone. Mm-hmm. So she buys a train ticket. She, like, goes, it seems like she, like, goes one stop. Mm -hmm. And then when she gets there, she's thinking that she's just going to buy another ticket and go back. Mm -hmm. Nobody's even going to know. But when she's there, her dad is there. And he's like, why would you do this? You could have gone, been gone forever. Blah, blah, blah. Like, someone could have taken you. Somebody could have taken you, et cetera. All of those things that a parent likely would have said if you ran away. But also forcefully um she asks how he knew where she was and he tells her that he tracks her with her phone this is the first time that she's seen her dad cry or made her dad cry and he just says you could have been gone forever but like it's fucked because it could be normal like they just lost the the his mm-hmm. wife and her mom yep. and like he, of course mm-hmm. in that stage he's probably like feeling very overprotective etc but then we know all this shit Oof. so we're like is are your actions making you insecure about what someone else could do to you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is might be like the catalyst rachel Ooh. taking cecilia Ooh. right shoot i didn't even think of that All right, the woman in the house. So very close to a girl. Christmas break has begun, and so has Rachel's child watching duties. 
After Aiden leaves, Cecilia tries to chat with Rachel, but accidentally insults her by saying she's not very social. Rule number seven, you do not ask the girl to save you. They decide to watch TV, and Rosa the dog, who's named after Rosa Bonheur, the French painter of animals, who I looked up. Cute animals. Cute. She thinks about the escape stories she's read or listened to in the past, and how they say an or sorry, and how they saw an opportunity and took it and were saved. But the main thing she's taking away from that is that they they knew when mm. the perfect opportunity was. Right. Cecilia, Cecilia cuddles up against Rachel, and she knows their friendship has been mended. Quote, you will run one day when you're certain. Okay. That's what I mean. Like, if she doesn't mm-hmm. fucking get out, I'm going to be, I'm going to rage. Yes. I'm going to rage, too. Yeah. Okay. We're with number five. Blah. It didn't go the way he wanted. Not so soon, at least. Ooh. She was too fast, and it scared him. She ran, and he caught her again. He tells her that his wife is sick, and she says, and he says, don't be sorry. The doctors say she'll be fine. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm like. But she was sick twice. Yes. She was sick. This was, I'm assuming, the first time she was sick. Right. But still. Yes. Don't worry. I know. She'll be fine. It's weird. Right? I don't know. It's weird. Okay. We got Emily. She decides that she is done waiting and that she's going to go see Adam, Aiden. And I'm like, she's clearly pretty obsessed with him. Girl's got to chill. Yeah. No, she's she's in it. She's in it. Yeah, no. But she's also so much younger than he is. Like, I feel like there she's is infatuated. Uh, she gets herself made up and decides that she will wait at Aiden's house until he gets home. Pretend that she was just in the neighborhood. <laughs> She's determined to make this happen, and off she goes. E. E. Ooh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, shoot, this is good. Okay. It's getting good. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Um, the woman in the house. Always in the house. The house is begging you to do it. Only if you would let it, though. Rule eight. Know what you can get away with. So she's looking at the bookshelf and sees all of his creepy-ass books. Ugh. And then she hears a rattle. And then a doorbell. One second. First she took a book. Oh, she does. To see if a camera would notice. Yes. She's she's like still not sure. She's not sure. Exactly. Yes. Yes. She took a book. She's looking. Like she's like, is he going to. Is there something like, is this going to set off an alarm or something? Testing her limits. Yes. Yes. And I think the book was called Coma or something, which is like creepy. Yeah. Um, Then she hears a rattle. So she like puts it back. She's like, fuck. He's here. Doorbell. Then knocking. And then she wonders, is this a test? Then she can hear a key in the lock and the door being pushed open. Someone is here. O-M-F-G. Okay, Emily. So she goes to Aiden's house and she ends up just casually checking the doors, (laughs) locked. But when she knows she hears the faint sound of someone shushing inside, she's like, there's someone in there. Mm -hmm. She just casually finds the spare key and decides, eh, maybe I just want to see what's inside. What do you, what do you say? Trip fell, the, the, lock, yeah. the key fell in the lock? <laughs> Trip fell, key in the lock. <laughs> Before she pushes it open, she decides she needs a story. She smelled smoke and wanted to make sure that everything was all right. Yeah, that sounds good. She pushes the door open. Fuck. Okay. Woman in the house. <laughs> A pretty woman about your age is standing in the doorway. For fuck's sake, this woman is going to kill us both. She introduces herself as a friend and lies. You know this. Um, 
and says that she thought she smelled smoke and introduces herself as Emily. Could you imagine? Like, mm-hmm. that is the worst excuse mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think I smelled or I heard. And then she's like stammering over words. Yeah. She's not even a good liar. No. Um, of course, as everything in, is in quote unquote Rachel's life, is this a test? So she knows she needs to act normal. Oh, my God. Her name is Rachel. And then she's a friend. I mean, a friendly cousin. Um, A cousin that's friendly uh, from Florida. So she stammered and stuttered as well. She She makes it awkward. She hopes that she doesn't pick up on it. Um, Then she notices the necklace chain. It's the same one that you wore or she wore on the day he took you. Julie had bought it for her for her 19th birthday. A gift from a friend is what he, she tells her, sorry, a gift from a friend is what Emily tells you when you comment on the fucking necklace. Oh my God. (sighs) Imagine. Mm -hmm. What would you do? You're like, uh, eh. Eek. And like he gave all of his trinkets to Rachel, so mm-hmm. now he's giving Emily. Rachel's trinkets to Emily. Yeah, what does that mean? Yeah, exactly. Anyways, it's awkward. It seems like, and then she's like, "Well, I should just, I should go." Rachel's like impulse is to like grab her and start telling her everything, but she essentially leaves and shuts the door, even though her brain is telling her to do it. Grab her. Grab her. Tell her everything. Too late. Snazed and lazed. Emily. She gets to her car and puts her head in her hands and says, at least now she knows, that the girl is, quote, beautiful in that raw, earthy way that's the opposite of pretty. Which I'm like, okay. Because Rachel kind of described herself as, like, being, like, skeletal Mm -hmm. and, like, her hair was raggedy. and yeah. He um, cut it, yeah. So I'm sure it doesn't look very no, cute. No, no. But I feel like maybe Emily is in a place where it's just like shocking. Yes, right? yeah. Or it sounds like she doesn't like really have any self confidence. Yeah, that's true too. That's a good point. Um, quote from Emily: All I know is there's a woman in his house, and she's definitely not his cousin. Yeah, don't say you're a friendly cousin. That's <laughs> oops. Yeah, kissing cousins, kissing, kissing cousins. Ooh. Oh, okay, back with the woman in the house. She retreats to her bedroom. She feels like it could keep her safe. She's what worried that any minute he'll appear. Um, and then she's wondering what about her quote unquote Emily? What is he going to do to her? Who is Emily, and what did she want? How could Rachel not say anything or warn her? And then he's home and he asks why she is in her room and where is Cecilia? Cecilia's in her room, which is strange because she doesn't, anyway, doesn't end up saying anything about this, which I'm like, how can you Cecilia? Not? Yeah, Cecilia. Oh, she didn't, I guess she didn't hear. Was there a mention before that she wears headphones? Oh, maybe that's what she's wearing, headphones. She's got headphones on, so she literally doesn't hear? Maybe. I don't know. But it is strange. It's yeah. like someone literally just came into your house and you didn't hear it. Yeah. Weird. That ain't right. Um, and then he just goes and says, well, I'll be in the kitchen making dinner. She's left thinking, like, what the fuck? I can't get a read on him. Norm- dinner is normal. After dinner routine is normal. The after after dinner things are normal as well. The snag doesn't come. He doesn't know. His cameras only exist in your head. She gets proof that he's not monitoring the doors Yeek. and having eyes on her at all times. No, because he would have said something. Oh, show. he would have like. He would have beat her. He would have come home like right away, right after. Totally. Yeah. Number seven. He told her that he had made two mistakes in previous times. So this time he was careful. Those two mistakes were Rachel and the girl who I was going to say, it sounds like Rachel's number six. Because we went from five to seven. Oh, Ooh. you're smart. You're smart. Ooh. I didn't even catch 
catch that. You're smart. Um, he tells her he has a sick wife and a daughter and his wife isn't getting better. So he needed to be careful. So his wonderful daughter would have at least one parent around. And I wrote, Jesus. Fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. Mm-hmm. Woman in the house. Her brain needs to work out that there's no one watching her. So then you go for the obvious choice, which is trying to cut the GPS off, obviously. Yes. But then I'm like, is that even real? (sighs) But like, that's something you don't want to test. True, true. Exactly. And it probably is real. But like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. imagine you thought it wasn't and then you went and he knew exactly where you were. Yeah, yeah. And, like, if she ran into the judge, he would just be like, oh, you're Aiden's cousin. And yeah. if she was like, no, he kidnapped me, like, five years ago, he'd be like, no, fuck? he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's a community-minded man. <sighs> um, he was not lying about not being able to remove the GPS tracker. So she knows she can't leave yet. There are places in the house that she needs to explore. Rule nine, find what you can and wear his secrets like a diamond around your neck. You start in your room and she like goes through everything and nothing happens. She goes through the bathroom. Same. Nothing happens. She opens his bedroom, but she is stopped by it's not worth the snoop if he can like tell she's been in there. Mm-hmm. The carpet. Because it's like perfect, yes. like army style, like yes. what you picture a perfect bed to be yes. made and everything and she notices her footprints in mm-hmm. the carpet. exactly she's smart she now gets a chance that she's in the kitchen to memorize where everything is she hasn't stopped thinking about her necklace he keeps his memories you know that because he like gives some to you but your necklace he is held on to and has decided to give it to somebody else where does he keep all of these trinkets? She's convinced that it's downstairs, which is the only place that hasn't been meticulously set up to cover everything, essentially. Where everything hasn't been staged. Whoa. <laughs> but shit, the door is fucking locked. Okay, again, the girl in the house. She knocks on Cecilia's door and asks to borrow a pen? Cecilia says yes and lets her come in. She spots her backpack on the floor and notices that she's spelled out CC in safety pins on it. She thinks about her ex, Matt, the lock picking almost BF, and decides one of those might work for picking Aiden's lock. Cecilia offers to give her a safety pin after she gushes over the whole thing, which this was weird. I don't think that... Yeah. I don't think that, like... Her gushing over it would warrant Cecilia being like, do you want a safety pin? Like, that was kind of weird. Why are you so obsessed with safety pins? Right? Like, <laughs> I would have just been like, thank you. Because it was she was gushing over Cecilia's creativity, not the safety pin. Yeah. So it's like this really weird, yeah. but whatever. I digress. Um, And so she takes the safety pin and she goes downstairs thinking about what Matt had told her of picking locks. And she... Breaks the fucking lock open and goes down the concrete stairs. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Eep, eep, eep. Oh my goodness. What is she going to find down there? Oh, I hope a lot of things. Trinkets? Another what? person? Yikes, no way. Oh, fuck. Or proof from all the other Proof. Trinkets. Trinkets. Because she needs to be, like, sly about this. Yes. If she goes down there and she finds something, she needs it to stay yes. there. Yes, she so needs that to, like, lock it back up, then make theory, a plan. Right? Like, yeah. her theory is intact if yes. she can run away and say, no, look in the basement. Yes. Before he can move it all, right? Yes. Exactly. So, yes, if she she does find something, it's going to have to be a discovery and then a back away, reverse, lock the door. And then come up with the plan. And then come up with a plan. But how are Emily and Cecilia going to come back into this? Well, I'm guessing that Emily will probably maybe call Aiden out on the girl in his house. Mm-hmm. Like, you mm-hmm. are, like, a liar and a cheat, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And then he'll realize that Emily saw Rachel 
So then maybe he will kidnap Emily. Because how, like, how do you lie that? Mm. Well, but he already told the judge it was his cousin. So he mm. could just say, no, really, it's my cousin. Ask the judge. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Ooh, I know what Caitlin's going to be doing this at. Really? Ooh, hell yeah. Okay. Yawn. Goodbye. Goodbye. See ya. Get that other book. The, the Shadow sis- Sister. The Shadow Sister. Goodbye. Lily Mead. Goodbye. Bye. For real. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.